Check, check. White check. Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mattis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Coming to you live from an undisclosed location deep in the heart of Salt Lake City. This is it, folks. This is it. Round 7 of the Salt Lake City Supercross Series. Round 17, of course, of the Monster Energy Supercross Series. Coming up tomorrow. And then we get to go home. Thank God. Uh, lots to talk about when it comes to the show tonight. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Thank you, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Get it from your favorite dealer or e-tailer out there. Of course, uh, they got great great stuff. They got the BOA uh, boa system on a couple of lines of gear they got the fr5 boot they got the goggle they got the formula helmet uh flyracing.com for more information light hydrogen gear is a very very popular one with a lot of the racers that you're going to see on tv tomorrow night and also to the 2020 and a half kinetic mesh is out and uh it's summer so this is the ultimate vented stuff for the folks at fly racing so please yeah check them out thanks to those guys for making it happen max's tires MXSTs used by A-Ray out there, developed by Jeremy McGrath. Light truck tires, mountain bike tires, UTV tires, Maxxis.com has got uh, everything you need over there. Check them out, and uh, they support the sports, so let's, let's support them a little bit. If you're looking for a mountain bike tire, the Minions are the ones that I use, and I really enjoy them. So mountain bike uh, tires are Minions from Maxxis. They work really well. Thank you to those guys. Thank you, Pro Taper as well. The Sella is out. It's a self-engaged launch assist uh, product and uh, it solves the problem faced by all motocross racers no matter the skill level which is setting the start device alone is awkward at best and impossible at worst patent pending self-engaged twist style seller can be easily set without any assistance giving riders the freedom to practice starts and line up for races by themselves also pro taper bars and grips and sprockets and everything else used by rockstar husky used by geico honda jgr and the chad reed who is racing his final race tomorrow. We're going to touch on that as well. We're going to give away a set of bars and grips for, uh, from the folks at Pro Taper. Yeah, they've done a good job. Thank you to Pro Taper for helping out. Uh, let's, help the, let's help the archive listeners. We've done a live listeners the last little while. Let's do the archive people. So uh, after an hour from now, so uh, this is 11 a.m. Uh, Utah time, 12, after 12 Utah time, I will pick a winner for the uh, Pro Taper bars and grips. So thank you to Pro Taper for making it happen. And also, I want to thank the folks at Get, of course, and uh, and all the things that they do, a sister company of Athena. So they've got a lot of things going on, including big bores. They make cylinder kits, pistons, fork seals, rods, engine valves, clutch fibers and discs and more. Athena.com for more information on that. Um, incredible level of performance and reliability from the folks at Athena. Um, and thanks to Fly Racing, we are going to give away a set of... Hold on. I already forgot the model of gear that I'm supposed to give away here. Uh, we are going to give away a set of kinetic mesh like I was talking about. So that will be for the live listeners. So only the next hour 
contest at pulpamexshow.com. Uh, just tell us fly racing gear in the subject line, and uh, we will give you a set of kinetic mesh gear from a random listener for the next hour live. And if you're listening to the archives, you can win the pro taper bars and grip. So uh, thanks to those companies for making it happen. Let's get to our guests here in studio. First up, he's from Racer X Online, and uh, he's here to cover the last few races. It's Aaron Hansel. What's up, Hansel? How are you? Good. What's up? Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Nice little mountain bike ride this morning. Yeah, except for the end when I smashed my foot. Yeah, I smashed a foot, broke a pedal, broke a, you know, a step pedal. Yeah, just smashed it. Steve Bring that not- mic a little bit, like, to- closer to you. No, just move the whole bike stand. Okay. There. There, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, also in studio, the owner of FXR Chaparral Honda team, uh, frequent co-host for different shows that we do. It's Michael Lindsay. What's up, ML? How are you? This is quite a nice undisclosed location. It is, right? It's deep. It's deep in the heart of Salt Lake City. <laughs> deep in a lot of red lights. I almost didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, listen, uh, you haven't done all the races because your team uh, is, is a, is a uh, East Coast-based 250 team. But, dude, this thing's almost over. Almost. Where are you at on your, on your anticipation level of Monday? A lot of driving. <laughs> Pull your mic a little closer. Ah, a lot of driving. Yeah, no, I've gone back and forth, right? Because I went back and did uh, serviced a bunch of stuff uh, during the break and yeah. then came back up. So just get to turn around, and do it all over again. Yeah, really, right? Um, but considering how this year has gone, I am, I'm bummed to see it over because it just finally is going better. At the same time, I'm really glad it's over. Oh my God, I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> so glad. Um, God, I can sleep. Let's. Uh, I want to talk about Shock and Blos and your team maybe in the second half of the show a little bit. Yep. Uh, final round. Tomac's got this, right, Hansel? Tomac's got this. No question. This is so he's like. Uh, I was going to pull the stats up. He's like fifth all time in Supercross wins. Yep. And his first title. This validates all of his legacy, right? I mean, I, you know, he's still got more to go and maybe he wins again, but this is what he needed. He needs this. Yeah. And I I completely, we were talking about this in the drive earlier. Um, after all these times that he hasn't made it and, uh, it's just how heartbreaking would it be if something crazy, crazy happened and, uh, he didn't get it. I can't, I can't even imagine. Yeah. uh, It's (laughs) yeah. Cause I think a lot of us know he's probably got about, one, I would say one more year after this erasing by the sounds of it. Yeah. And yeah, if he would have ended, I mean, it would have been, say he never gets it. I mean, he's pretty likely to pick up another outdoor title or two. Yeah. He still would have ended with a very grand career, great stats on the board, but it, the missing it, soupy title would have left just a giant. That's what I'm saying. For his legacy, that always would come up. I, we don't, you know, where you are. I mean, the next closest guy in all time wins. He has uh 55 or something. What, no, no. Uh, 40, 42. Something like that. Something like something like that. What is that? What? Come on, 37? Hansel. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, help us out. He is almost. My point is, is he is almost double the next amount of wins for the first guy without a title. Who is that? Which Wyndham? is Bra- Wyndham. Yeah, he's almost double. Uh, Where's Bradshaw? He's right after that. Wyndham's got 19. Bradshaw's got 17 or something. So, you know what I mean? Like those guys don't have a title, and and they got a lot of wins, but not to have double the amount of wins and no championship would be a massive thing on your legacy i don't think he cares i don't think john tomac cares but we do the fans do um but i mean he's he's gonna get it done and outside of that anaheim one ride which i'm still not sure quite what happened with him and kenny at anaheim one they went like sixth and seventh or whatever outside of that there's been very little flaws great riding charges through the pack good starts starts have gone away now but just from start to finish this last race prime example i mean he is dead last around the first corner turns it on does what he needs to do kind of typical saying of hey champions are made on their worst nights you know typically from what we've seen from him in the past yes we, we've seen him come through the back and kill it 
but not usually when you get to a round where he is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, where he's under pressure. We've always seen him kind of crack or fizzle at the late rounds when the pressure's on, like he's yeah. got the championship leaders in the hunt. Yep. There he had the pressure on him, and he made it happen. He pushed probably harder than he maybe needed to. He got right up to Coop, but then was smart about it. But I was really impressed with his last uh, last race. You look it up, Hansel? I got before 2020. What does he have this year? Seven? Seven wins? Something like that. So 34. If he has yeah. seven wins, it's yeah. 34. He's tied with Dunch. So what Dunch has? Yeah, this is only an active rider list. Okay. Um, yeah, but anyways, uh, Hansel, can you think of a ride that, that Eli had that was like an old Eli ride outside of A1, which is, he still was okay at A1. It wasn't terrible, but I mean, we've seen some crashes and some, you know, dropbacks and some stuff that just made you shake your head, but he's been so solid this year, front to back. Yeah, I can't. I'm looking at the the results right now. And, Get up I on mean, the mic, please. Thank you. Sorry. He was seventh at the opener, and yep. after that, fourth has been his worst. Yeah. I mean, you could say, though, a little bit, I know maybe he's conservative, but the starts have really kind of opened it up to be that ride, but he hasn't, it hasn't happened. He, he starts have been, they were okay. Then they were good for a while. And then now they've gone to crap again. Just terrible. So I don't know. If, yeah. I don't know. It's just Lake. funny. Cause he practices starts at altitude. You think he'd be fine up there? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be more ways used to. Um, obviously, uh, since we came up here, so he's going to be the Supercross champion and heavy favorite for outdoors, right? Does anybody not agree with that? I mean, when you look at what's going on with Kenny being up and down on health, that puts him as a huge question mark for the summer, being able to stretch out yep. the whole thing. And, uh, you know, Coop Show and Supercross, but I still don't doubt that he has quite the level with Eli has. So you got to label Eli as the easy favorite for outdoors. Last year, we thought maybe Coop would come in and show something outdoors, but early on, I just think it's the same thing. You win a Supercross title. You're so focused on that. You don't think about outdoors. The pressure is off. You don't really need to kill it outdoors because you've got this Supercross title. So he started slowly, Coop did, and then, then he, and he missed time with injury, I think. But maybe in 2020, he's not going to get the Supercross title. Maybe he comes in and he's like, I'm getting outdoors. They did. Um, I saw McGlenn Helen only like the Thursday before we left to come up here. They were getting, you know, even down to the wire of the first Salt Lake round, they were getting a decent yeah. amount of outdoor time in and getting a little bit of work done. Yeah. Um, I talked to one of the Honda guys yesterday and I said, how's it going for outdoors? Like, do you feel like you got to step up on outdoors because of this break? And, and he told me, he's like, no, not really. Cause we couldn't do anything. Honda was under lockdown. So they were sending parts out to Trey Kennard and sending parts to Kenny and getting feedback over the phone and trying to, you know, nail it down and send parts back out. And it just, it, it's, it wasn't ideal. So from the Honda person I talked to, it sounds like after this break, like now it's time to get busy again for outdoors. Like it's going like the pandemic didn't really help the outdoor testing, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. No, and in outdoors is still of course where we've got a little more of a break between supercross and outdoors than we usually do. Yeah. And then while we have two rounds on the board, we have a giant question mark <laughs> after that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a different type of question mark. It's like, yeah, supercross we had late notice on, but everybody was fairly aware that it was all going to be in one location. So yeah. once we got stamped, the logistics weren't that horrible to right. figure out, but outdoors, it's a bunch of question marks. Yeah. And will you go to any outdoors for media stuff? Will you do any uh, of that? I'll be at quite a few of them because Cody's going to race outdoors. I'm not taking a semi or yeah. anything. Oh, but so, but you'll, you'll go? Chunk of them. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, it's, um, and also too, the, the Salt Lake stuff, Hansel, I'll start with you. Uh, by far, Mookie's been good. Marty's been good. Anderson's been good. They've all had, a, one, a race or two of issues. Wilson. Wilson's been good. But, yep. but Osborne, Zach Osborne has been the breakout guy here in, in, in these six races. 
Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. He's by far led more laps than any. Yeah, I don't know. None of those guys have led laps. I don't think that you just mentioned. Have they? Um, no, no. But but uh, Osborne's laps led now push him above. Uh, I want to say for the season above Coop. Above or above Kenny. Kenny or somebody like just yeah. these laps led have pushed him uh, up there a little bit. I mean, so if one person benefited from the, <laughs> the, the pause of the coronavirus and the moving into this rounds, definitely Zach raising, you know, his yeah. stock per se on, do you have, uh, do you have any theories on why Osborne has been here and, and, and anything like that? Like any, I, I really wish I question. I don't know. You know, he spent playing time with Tomac and stuff at altitude. I don't know if he's used to run a 450 at that, what it feels like power-wise, if it's just the terrain we're on. That was one thing I was curious when we came into Salt Lake is we were going to ride the same dirt the entire time, the same material. So if somebody had the right bike set up and clicked it the first round, it was pretty obvious that they would probably carry that round around. So, I mean, in Zach's case, it looks like, you know, he was dialed in at round one. So it's just carried over for him each, each one of these really well. I wonder, I don't know if we'll ever know, ever find out, but, uh, Osborne, Anderson and Zacho have been really good. Wilson, uh, wait, did I say, you just, no, I said, yeah, Osborne, Anderson and Wilson yep. have been really good here. Wilson doesn't have the results that Anderson and, and Webb have or Anderson and Osborne have, but he's been very good. Top mm-hmm. practice many times. I wonder if they found something, you know, cause Coop's been good too. Yep. I wonder if they found something. I, I don't know. I have no idea what. It, like an altitude setting, uh, a frame change, like a bracing of a frame yeah. for the hard packs. Like all those guys have been noticeably really good. Yeah. I think, I mean, the track's hard pack and it's marbly. It might be just something that naturally we may have shown up at Salt Lake and they may have been good here anyways. Maybe they did find something unique, but maybe they were just already would have been good at this single round anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But there's no doubt that those guys, I mean, yeah, the whole groups rode good. They yeah. look solid. Um, I think Chad's looked even good on the, on the KTM better yeah. up here and stuff. They just seem to definitely be a l- uh, little more dialed in. I was wondering if it was anything to do with Husky and KTM's complete media blackout since coming here. Like if that <laughs> has something to do with their, with their, like they're just focused more. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, because they don't have you up in the truck? They don't have anybody. They're not doing anything, <laughs> like, you know, the swap guys or anything. They're just like, no, nothing. We can't do anything. So, I don't know. Maybe that's it. Well, they had the swap guy for a little bit. What? <laughs> Never swap mind. for a round. Poor <laughs> oh. Don Guffey. Uh, you know, Zach, too, he was injured, right? So, he had a couple rounds off before the break even started. So, you got to think maybe he's got a little bit more rest than the other guys, you know? Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. I, I feel like eighty-five days though is a lot of rest for everybody, well, you know, well, coming well, in. Yeah. So, and maybe I'm overthinking the altitude thing again, but he's got a little bit of a more hang it out style, kind of rides the four fifty like bull, and just kind of rides aggressively. Bike's a little mellower up here. Yeah, maybe just a little easier for him to maintain the entire length yeah. of the race. Yeah, he, just he keep it in control. He does send it. Zacho. Yeah. yeah. Like normally yeah. I was really impressed with him at the last race when you did the uh, flat track corner around the finish line. The guys that were kind of not wheel tapping, but doing that little seat and trying yeah, to get the two, bike. Three, three. Yeah. So watching Eli do it, watch Jason, they would have to come up the first roller, check up to get in between the first and second yep. roller and seat over. Get into it. Yeah. Zach would come out of the corner, stand up, scrub the single and just plow into the face of the second. And he would basically, even though he's got, he's short, he would just suck the bike straight up <laughs> over, jump that double land in the pocket and triple through yeah. while that three, three was always faster because of the way you'd enter the corner. Yeah. Um, Zacho was making it worse best cause he didn't have to check slow up slow down. Yeah. Cause if you watched Eli, when he was like behind Kenny, where Kenny wasn't doing yep. it, Kenny was actually faster cause they would charge over those rollers. 
Zacco was the only person I saw charge rollers pogo and still over do it. and yeah. still do the rhythm correctly. He, he was telling me how short his legs are. Right? He's a shorter guy. He's yeah. like, that was a little sketchy because uh, of being a shorter guy. Because he wasn't trying to get to the right. downside. He was just trying to clear just the top clear of the it. Top. And you would see him just <laughs> pull it up like right up in there trying yeah. to get the bike to clear it. Yeah. No, it's been it's been really good for Zacco. Uh, maybe he's someone that could, could emerge to challenge Eli Outdoors. You know? Like maybe he right. takes a step above Kenny and, and Cooper. Yep. You know, I don't think Anderson will be there. I think Anderson will be a consistent third, fourth place guy. Maybe Zacho's the guy that keeps this thing rolling, you know? Outdoors is good, right? So, yeah. um, final round here. Uh, overall, Michael, um, what's it, what, the whole Salt Lake experience? What's a positive for it? What's a negative to it for you? Is, is, is it better than you thought? Worse than you thought? There and I thought starting to get a little bored. I have family from up here, so I've spent plenty of time here over the years and stuff. I knew there yep. was going to be plenty of cool stuff to do. Um, I know everybody's been a lot of uh, mountain biking. Our group's actually been hiking a bunch. Uh, good restaurants. Yeah. Good. I, I knew that, like, of all the places we could have got stranded, honestly, if you look at the schedule, especially the places that Feld was suggesting, this was the best place we could have got stranded by far. If we were in St. Louis right now, Anton would be the only happy person. Um <laughs> Probably even Anton would be happier here than St. Louis, right? Yeah. No, it's it's good. The thing that's been the the weirdest challenge has been the race day formats are so tight. And I know, and it's not too much clear. I understand why. Like, Feld was originally supposed to be really clamped down on the teams. Yeah. No offense. The factory teams basically still have their full staff. They have a lot of guys here. Yeah. Smaller teams, they pressured, like, don't, like, be as low-key as possible. It's two riders, myself and a mechanic, and race days are a scramble. Would you have brought more people if you could have? You're already a bare bones team. If like, I could have, I would have brought one more person because anytime if we ran into a snag, the practices to the heat, to the LCQ, to the yeah. mains were so back to back. They were, you had no time to figure anything out. You bar- And then the ones that had been muddy in the morning and stuff, you barely had enough time to get the bike cleaned up. And actually, if you had anything go wrong, I, to be dead honest, because with only, you know, not having a spare guy to overview yeah. stuff. If we had something we had to work on on Chris's, I would be then doing Cody's by myself afterwards. Yep. Chris would go to the line. And honestly, me and Cody went to the line sometimes, like right as his name was being called, <laughs> called like three different times. Yeah. Like, we barely made it. <laughs> so the schedule is a bit rushed. Very but, rushed. But it's better than you thought it would be, this whole thing. Yeah. No, it's way more. I mean, we saw all the clamp down what the rules were supposed to be. It's actually been fairly. They loosened them a little bit, right? Barely lax. It has not been that bad. The one I was really worried about is originally the whole we were supposed to be super limited on going into the pits uh, when it wasn't race days. They've actually been super easy about that. I've gone back and forth oh, really? to the truck. They're supposed to be limited? It was oh. uh, original schedule they sent out. We were only supposed to be able to go in the pits the day after the race and for a very limited time. Oh. We've been able to go. Yeah, I've heard guys, guy, yeah, guys have been going back and forth all the time. Well, I've yeah, popped in right. at seven a few times. I've been like, you know, it's supposed to be, I'm like, hey, I just need to grab one part out of the truck. Yeah. Okay, hurry. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Grab something. Yeah. And it's it's not yeah. been too bad. Yeah. It's the the down days are weird, especially I keep confusing the two day to the three day break. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday I kept thinking, oh, we're racing tomorrow. No, we're not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been great for the media guys for mountain biking, Hansel. It's been it's been <laughs> we're all just you know it's been fantastic for that. Um, Hansel, you your first race was last race for coming up here. Yeah, I came in on Sunday, but I couldn't go to the right. race because I had to get tested. Yeah, but when we were up there, you were just saying how weird this whole thing was. Like, no, no fans, no ceremonies, no. Just let's drop the gay guys. Yeah, I was waiting for the fans to go crazy when when Eli Tomac was coming through the pack, and yeah. uh, that was probably the strangest thing because, you know, the fan the fan noise when we have a good race, a tight race, that's something I 
I don't know why, but I really enjoy that. And when I hear that, even up in the press box, you can hear the fans screaming. And uh, without that, there was definitely something lacking. Um, lack opening ceremonies and all that. There was just no ele- yeah. no electricity yeah. in the air. It's no. like, okay, drop the gate. Let's go. <laughs> the weirdest one was the red flag on the 250 East race in the rain. We're all just standing down there. Stadium's yeah. dead quiet. Everybody, You can hear every rider bitching because we yeah. can't give them coats or anything. It's just like... They're just standing there, sitting there in the yeah, mud. It's like, this rain. is I mean, a super cross race. We're on a red flag for this, and there's nobody else here. This is super weird. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Fly Racing, we're giving away a set of kinetic gear in the next hour. Uh, so we've got to be listening live to get that. We'll pick a winner. And then uh, Pro Taper, uh, giving away a set of bars and grips. That's for the archive people. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do that. Email either one, contest at pulpamexshow.com. If you email me using the contact form on PulpMX, I just delete your email because you just simply cannot follow instructions. Contest at PulpMXShow.com. I'd say that every time. I got a bunch of emails into my link and I just delete them. You have no chance of winning. I will never give it to you if you cannot follow one instruction. That's it. Contest at PulpMXShow.com. It's simple. Um, All right. Shootout. Showdown this weekend. 250s. Uh, Ferranda, seven points. Sexton, six Michael, does any the, either one of those guys lose it in your eyes? The one I feel bad for is the star team because they have two guys in it. So you have that possibility of one of their riders could be ahead of the other. The one could be in championship position yep. and the other could be behind it and need the pass. I feel you, good. You for, can't communicate that though, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and then, of course, the person I feel the best for is Chase because he has, even with Jeremy Martin bowing out, he has so many teammates that can run up front. I love it for the Geico guys because yeah. they've got four. What they got both the Lawrence brothers. You've got Shimoda, uh, Shimoda yeah. out there with Craig and Craig. Greg. You got four. He's got basically four wingmen that can slot in between, move around. If he it chases in the best position, if something bad happens and he falls down at the beginning of the main and needs to come through the pack, he can get gifted four positions. I can't yeah. count apparently with yeah. my fingers. It's, it's <laughs> the altitude. So, to you, who who has the Dylan, Dylan's the one that's on the vert that could lose it more than Shane I, in your eyes. In Shane, uh, well, Dylan, Dylan's ahead in his. I feel like yeah, no, but I'm saying which guy yeah. could lose which guy. I, I mean, feel like Shane's in the worst spot of the entire group because he's got a teammate. The only teammate he has really running okay. out there needs to stay ahead for so, his championship. So there, therefore, you like Forkner, Dylan to lose it because Shane's in the worst position. Which guy is lo- most likely to lose his lead is what the question was. Oh, uh, I, you know would what I, mean? I would say Dylan. I would say Dylan's yeah, the most Dylan, likely, right. yes. Uh, if, but I think they both hold on to it. Yeah. You, like, like if I was betting. Chase and Dylan, yes. Yeah. I, they both have just enough of a gap, but yeah. it's still thin enough. It Six makes and this, seven is, yeah. It, it makes the shootout interesting. It right. does. The fact that they're both open. And like I said, just the, the teammate thing's hilarious because Austin has nobody basically to yeah. help him. He has, Cam- sorry, he has Cameron, but he has nobody coming from the other coast. He has the least amount of, of help. Then on star, you have both guys in it. One, one in one technically yeah. on the outside. And then you have Geico with one guy in and four guys to support. What do you think Hansel? Which guy do you feel most safe about? I feel safer about Sexton, even yeah. though his leads a little smaller. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just simply Dylan. I mean, he's got seven points. third or better and he wins it no matter what so it really shouldn't be an issue right like i don't even see even with the added talent i don't think that he's and then fortner would have to win to further back up michael's point about uh dylan being the one in danger quote unquote because i do feel i don't feel like shane could take off and win this showdown i just don't feel he's on he's good he's really good but i don't feel he's there but i do feel like fortner could grab a start yeah. and see you later. The only thing, though, is like Shane, since we've been up here, Shane has at least done it. Dylan's been kind of 
off per se since yeah. he's been up here. Shane, Shane to me is a little bit of an enigma. He could kill it or he could run around and for like, you think he could win the whole thing? Yeah. If he clicks, you do? Yeah. cause he's just, I'm not saying like, Oh, I think he's going to do it. No, I, yeah. I don't see, I could see it happening. I just feel like Dylan's in the worst case scenario of the group because he's yeah. the one that hasn't been riding as well. Now you've got the other coasts mixed in. Yeah. Like I said, and, and, and again, Forkner, I think can take off and win this thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't have any doubt of the two fifty class Forkner's impressed me the most up here considering how he was before the yeah. break. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people are probably thinking like, Oh, Dylan's got this. Yep. Like Austin just doesn't have that extra notch that he does. And yep. he's shown up and he's clearly done his homework and is I, ready. Well, before the shutdown, we were talking on our podcast and I was telling those guys, I think Dylan Ferrandez is the fastest 250 rider in the world. I do. Cause I, I like him for the outdoors. He was dominating Supercross at that point. I'm like, Dylan is the best guy right now. And you're right. The shutdown, he's not quite as good. It's funny. Cause we, sh- we saw Shane and Nichols be their bikes are so good up here. The Yamaha's at altitude, everything else. But I don't feel like Dylan has, has, you know, grab that mantle he's just not yeah. been as quite as good i know uh justin cooper is affected by the altitude been affected a little bit by the altitude so he's not the same guy yeah so. he's he's fallen off the the worst of the group and then yeah because initially watching the east race watching how dominant shane and even colt coming off injury how uh, how good both of them looked i know that was all the chatter in the pits that weekend like oh my god their bikes this right. is ridiculous right. we're, we're all everybody's like we're, we're all we're screwed <laughs> yeah I, I think Kiefer said it best. He goes, man, it's a good thing those star bikes are actually mini 450s. <laughs> yeah. Um, the wild card and all this, I think, Hansel, the, okay, I, I, I like Forkner could win it. Like, look, Sexton, Forkner, Dylan, and Shane are, are all top four favorites, right? Like, they, they, in some order. Uh, I like maybe Forkner slightly a little bit better the way he's riding right now. But the wild card and all this is the Jet, which would make Ralph very happy. <laughs> but the Jet has the speed to win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He, he could do it. I, he's made a lot of mistakes, but the jet could do this. Yeah. You both agree. I yeah. agree. And Justin Cooper's still on this thing too. I think he's 17 points back, uh, but dude, what has he done though? Right? Like I, I it hasn't been the same kid. I don't no, know what's going on. I completely too. agree. Off. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I'm just, he's, we've seen some wild things in this yeah. in the past. Yeah. Wild things. So it, it could happen. Hey, here's another thing. Let's uh, does Dylan, if Dylan's winning the race and McElrath's behind him and McElrath has to win, they're in a position where McElrath wins it. Does Dylan pull over from McElrath? I don't think so. First of all, how do you communicate that? It's, it's hard. The, right. The, the, I don't know. I haven't seen the track where the mechanics are areas, but that's hard to do. A lot of guys don't even look at their boards in Supercross. Yeah. So I don't know how you do that. I, I talked to a rider, a, a guy that's out of the championship, but very, very good. He told me, I'm not pulling over for anybody. Yeah. Anybody, any of his teammates. This, if, if they pass me, if they're all over me, I'll let them go. Yeah. But I am not pulling, slowing down to let a guy go. The other hard part of 250 classes, you have a couple, 250 classes tight next year for rides. And there's still a couple guys racing for contracts. One of them, I feel like Cameron's been really on edge up here because McAdoo, I believe, is racing for a contract at the yeah. moment, if I remember right. Um, there's some weird possibly a slot star there's some stuff going on at geico where there's a couple guys i think out of contract they're trying to do something so you're also weighing the the team benefit versus the you got to look after yourself a little bit as yeah, well yeah yeah for sure um been a frustrating year for christian craig hasn't put it together i believe he's going to star next year to ride 250s is it okay so i've heard two different ones i heard 450 no, 250 stars doing the okay i don't think stars doing that 450 thing 
They have. The, I don't think so. The factory Yamaha truck's been up at their shop. The, other, the old one that Yamaha yeah. was getting rid of has been in Temecula, so I thought they were going to do it because that truck's been up there, unless they're gifting it to yeah. for the 250. Yeah, version. I don't think that. I think that that was a plan and a thought, but this shutdown thing is, ha, has not helped Bobby Reagan's main businesses. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, uh, we'll see. But Christian. What does that mean for Shane? I don't know, man. Cause the, the only D- spot I can think of is alongside Baggett, but I don't believe that spot will be a highly paid spot. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like, so. Because yeah, Shane pointed out technically, right? Yeah. He is pointing out. Yeah. No, he's already done. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there might be a case of like Shane not having a spot to go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The weird one for him too is the Rock Mountain thing. I know from his TLD time from speaking, I, I don't think Roger particularly believes in him in a way i don't know yeah. if he would get the nod to go to a ktm or husky program yeah yeah that, that could be too yeah i, I don't believe that yep. would happen um i mean when you're talking about dino who doesn't have anything right now yeah dean's been kind of said hey we you have no guarantee like i think that i think rockstar ends up pitching in and i think that happens because everybody likes dean and yeah. he fits in well over there so i see that happening but as of right now but from i know they've like no dude there's no right here when you have guys like dino and and, and barsha if ferrandez goes to yamaha barsha's out AP's going to be there. Barsha's going to need a ride. There's that spot alongside Baggett, but I believe that that's going to be a low-paying spot. And Barsha's not giving up his A-star money anyways to go over there and all that. That's a better paycheck than he gets from a team. Probably, right? Uh, I would get. I don't know, but I would guess. Yeah. If it's the same number it was a couple years ago, it's better than most teams. Well, I mean, remember remember Barsha was a fill-in, so his deal wasn't great, but now he's a full, you know, so maybe Barsha's Yamaha deal now is better. But anyways, regardless. I don't know. I don't know where Shane goes. I don't know where Dino goes. I don't know where Barsha goes. Yeah. I think Ferrandez goes to Yamaha. I can see it. The other one is, of course, what's going on with the whole Marvin situation? Is he retiring? Is he not? No, he said he's riding outdoors. Yeah, he's going to ride outdoors. Okay. And then he's got one more year left, and I yeah. think that's, that'll, that'll be it for Marv. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know for sure. Uh, back to the showdown, though. I'm excited, right? Like, this is going to be just completely nutty yes the 250 east is not as deep but yeah. still what was the statistic that was on racer x you've never it they it's been 20 years since two number one plate holders have come into a shootout and both maintained their championship for the year or both defended their championship yeah it was in racer it was swing it was and mcgrath MC, yeah i think like 92 93 couldn't be 93 maybe 92 92 yeah, that's be, a funny statistic that no, you never had to defend. It is funny to even see two guys with a number one plate both racing. They're defending coast because they actually managed to start their defending coast, and they're both in the shootout because usually either the guy gets hurt or has to swap coast, or they go four fifty. Yeah, so whatever. It's super whatever weird happens. To see right. two dudes defending yeah. stats like that to me are just like garbage stats, just because like it just ha- so happens the number one guy is in the plate, but for all the reasons yeah. you just said. It doesn't work out. So yeah. it's just a number. It doesn't mean the champion hasn't yep. defended because the champion sometimes goes other coasts or goes to 450. Yep. So I'm just like, yeah, I, well, cool, whatever. But yep. I don't think it means anything. Yep. You follow what I'm saying? No, yeah, yeah. it doesn't mean anything, but it's one of those things we go, hmm, hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay, so obviously, look, Shane, Chase, Dylan, and Faulkner can win this thing. I said Jet could win this thing. You both agreed with me. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody else that can win this shootout? Am I missing somebody? I don't think Craig can do it. He's not there. He makes too many mistakes right now. Am I missing somebody that could just like... Oh. I, do you, okay, yeah. I mean, do you think so? Uh, I, off chance. Not high chance, but yeah. it would 100% surprise me. I think if you're going to put Jet in that group, you got to put Colt in that group. 
Okay, yeah. yeah. Anybody else? Not that I could think of, but what I'm about, sure. We'll, what about whackers? We'll hear about Let's it. Let's say not troll train. Ah, oh, troll train. <laughs> troll train's just that rock that you depend on, but <laughs> but pure raw speed, I don't know about. Um, a Cooper, Cooper, Justin Cooper could win it. Not, not, no. maybe not the way he's been riding. I would lately, give, but. I'd give McAdoo the nod over Justin Cooper for for an upset win. Yeah. Remember, McAdoo. remember, Shorty pulled off an upset win. I think Ramsey pulled off an upset win one time. Like this thing has seen some, the some other stuff crazy happen. Crazy thing with the shootout is if you're one of the guys that's out of the title hunt, you say you are Jet, say you're Colt. If you whole shot this race, I feel like it's one of the best races for you to run away because if the two points leaders of their respective coasts are running second and third and they don't want to screw with each other and lose their points they may just chill you know yeah. it could allow the guy who whole shots out if he's not involved in yeah if he's not in a, yeah, fight, not a battle he could just run just, away yeah, with the thing yeah. because yeah. there might be too much going on dylan's like hey dude where they are i'm in second i don't care about mcadoo yeah i'm good and if chase is seeing third and it's like well i don't care about dylan because he's not yeah. on my coast i'm ahead of my guy yeah. i'm not gonna do anything yeah. stupid yeah. either 100%. i don't need to race i don't need to race dylan and yeah. be involved because yeah. even if it and i don't need to chase mcadoo down well, <laughs> and here's the other thing not that it would happen but that split second thought through the rider's head chase like oh well Dylan's on star and there's a star rider behind me. Do I dare get anywhere where, where, where Dylan could bump me or something? Yeah. Like they just kind of settle down and sit where yeah. they are. Not no, you know what? That's a, that's a great point. You're right. absolutely right. Yeah. And then allow somebody to take off, you know? Um, so we could see jet at 16. The jet. This could be just freaking pull. Ralph just having orgasms in the booth. <laughs> just. Would it be more than the quad days? James threw in his quads. Would, would Ralph freak out? Yeah, maybe. Then? I don't know. That's a great point. Uh, thank you, Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Athena as well. They're a point of reference in the market for, for the uh, production of complete gasket kits for motorcycles, dirt bikes, ATVs, and Harleys. They also got high-performance cylinder kits. Uh, they got big bore kits, but they say Athena on the side of them, everybody. So just FYI if you're going to run a speaking, big bore. Speaking of Athena, again, yeah. this is a little bit of a fantasy question, but okay. I'm sure really where's Truman versus you guys in that is is it tight is he no he's got it yeah okay he's yeah. got it yeah, he's pulling what, away. what uh what who is he gonna offer what at the final round because I yeah <laughs> I got I got the usual hey how's your guy doing does he need an ECU does he need factory <laughs> suspension does he need <laughs> well that was our bet for shock Cody shock we had a we had an on-air bet about Cody shock for fantasy and uh, it was 50 bucks I said he, he can't make a main he crashes he won't make a main Dan I'm sorry I've watched him he's really good but and we'll talk about him in a little bit yeah. and Dan was like no that's my guy and then that's the time he probably offered you ECUs and everything else everything else yep but he still crashed in the heat he did and I was like Dan my point was proved proven he still crashed but he made it yeah but he made it so he made uh, this last weekend yeah nice no, and he made it again finally. yeah exactly um so thanks to the uh, get and athena uh thanks to pro taper pro taper.com and of course max's tires a ray using max's tires um all right, so uh, I went up to Reed's place yesterday, did a little pedal with him, watched him at the Flying uh, Iron Horse Iron ranch. Horse Flying Iron Flying, flying horse. Iron Horse Ranch. Okay. Watched him there. What a what a facility, by the way. Luke, Luke Zach Spencer and his dad have done an amazing job at that place. I'm it, sure people have heard about it over the years. Yeah. There was, there have you seen this thing on social, like this place where they're practicing? A little bit. I haven't yeah. really looked at it okay. extensively. And that's just the practice track. The national track that they had yeah. built that they're still in legal issues that's up above. Oh, my word. Yeah. I know Davey looked at it once, apparently, right? Yeah. For MX Sports, for if national. If they could ever get the legalities for Spencer's, I would do anything possible to get that thing done. It's unbelievable. It just, unbelievable place. Really cool. Um, so I went out with Chad. Yeah. I go to pull out yesterday because I went there for a minute. And as I leave, the Lawrence brother, that little bridge you drive in, and they're both sitting there fishing. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, so I went there and watched Chad, watched the guys ride. 
uh, and then uh, went to his house. We had a little pedal around the mountain and then did a podcast with him. So uh, check it out now. It's out now. Everybody grab it on RaceRx online. But the point is, this is his last race. Although, do we really believe it is? No. 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 Hansel? I don't think so. I think uh, maybe not another season. Definitely. Yeah, not, not another, another 17. Right. I, I could see him doing 10 next year. I kind of said that too to him. I'm like, look, do, show up for Daytona, show up for the ones you want or the ones that you haven't said goodbye San to the Diego, fans. Dan, I'm the ones you know, he likes to do. He, he's, I, I guess it's a question of does Mountain Motorsports want to do it? Does Fox want to do it? You know, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Kind of like how Ricky did a partial season. Yeah. So let's do it. Hashtag one last ride one more time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, because it, it does suck. It's, you know, he's he's stayed around long enough. You would expect his final race to be in front of fans, be enjoyed. And it does feel robbed from. Like, yeah. I, I may look at him like, I hope he does another one because kind of the way it's ending is not what it he, probably He's written be. better on the KTM since he's got here. Like, yeah. for sure. He told me all the reasons why he's got factory stuff now. He's got 52s on, you know, the front and yeah. KTM's helping him a little bit. He's got some, some modifications done to the frame that, that help. And so KTM stepped up a little bit and given him some information. So uh, it's helped him a little bit and he's looked, he's looked better. He's looked, he's looked better. Um, but this should, this is supposed to be his final one. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, none doesn't of us he, believe it. Doesn't but. he want to qualify at 40 though or something? I think he does. Cause what is he 38? Yeah. Yeah, I say he does a handful of races in the next two Number years. 22 going out on 2022 does have a nice ring to it, too. Yeah, and he's all about number. He would be 40 years old, only 40-year-old guy to qualify for a main. He gets to go out in 2022, does a handful of races next year, yeah. and a handful the following year. You know, I asked him in the podcast, I said, hey, you know, my buddy in Canada is a super fan of yours, and he's not stoked with the way he's, you're going out. You're a legend, you're an all-timer, and now you're getting lapped, and you're not in the top 10 and whatever. Like, how do you... F- how do you feel about that? You know what I mean? How, how do you answer that super fan guy that, that tells me this? And, you know, we had this discussion on with Bowers and, and uh, Daniel Blair and all of us, us three, we're like, do whatever you want, man. You're a legend. You know what I mean? If you're happy with it, you're fine. But the fans are maybe upset. Anyways, he was like, look, if I, if I was totally in shape, if I was totally dialed in with my program and I was getting worked, fine. I suck. I would leave. But he's like, I know why I am where I am. I, I, I'm not in shape where I need to be. Like peak, peak shape. He's like, and I don't have all the stuff I need to, you know, testing and everything else. He, you know, he basically got to test two settings with that fork and yep. had to pick a setting. There wasn't like a day in and day in grind, which Chad loves to do. So he's like, I, I know what the reasons are and I'm okay with where I'm at. So, yeah. um, but for you, let's start with you, Hansel, for Reed. You okay with what he's been doing the last couple of years? I mean, I, yeah, absolutely. He's contributed a lot to the sport just by being who he is and for us to sit and okay stop buddy i, I don't you know what i mean not yeah not that chad would listen to anybody anyway no right? yeah but i mean he's got a, since we've been here in salt lake he's got a couple of 11ths uh and that's that ain't bad yeah no no for sure uh, maybe for him obviously he wants to be doing yeah. better well, than that but i mean there's factory guys that are that are not that are finishing outside of 11 what was his best finish on the jjr bike he got third, remember, in a triple third. crown Yeah, uh, See, in Detroit. And, and yeah. you know, it is. It's partially his personality, how he approaches riding. It's partially his age and stuff. But if, like I said, if he puts all the pieces of puzzle gear, him on the KTM right now, like if he came into next season, even if he's only doing part-time schedule, but he's actually prepared, he's got the support he needs, I can still see him running a top five, like yeah. pulling one okay. out. He's, yeah. If every like how tip it is for Chad, everything clicks. If we show up at San Diego, one last ride, one last time in San Diego, he's feeling it. Everything's clicking. He's capable of a top five. And for all the people that bitch all the time, that guy's taking a spot from somebody. 
It's his own program. It's his own sponsors. And if he's out qualifying guys that are 20 years old, they need to learn how to go freaking faster. <laughs> no offense. If the dude wow, that's totally. 38, 39 is beating you, yeah. don't let the fans he, cry about it. Go faster. He brought up a good point. He said last race, he said he caught up to AP and Dino in the heat. I think he was talking about the heat. Yep. And he's like, they were, those are guys that are 25 years old or older. They're in their prime. They're factory on factory bikes. And I caught them. I couldn't get by them, but I caught them and I was riding their pace. No problem. Yep. He's like, you know, what? what and I'm like, yeah, no, I said, listen, I, I'm fine with it. This is just a, some fan stuff that I've heard where you're tarnishing your legacy, Chad, you know, that kind of shit. I don't, so. I, I don't like that. I, really? What's the big deal? Like if you really are a super fan of the guy, then you, you got to support him no matter what he does. Whatever he wants to do. Right? Like yeah. I only like you if you're getting good results. <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, I, that's really a fickle don't. fan right there. Yeah. That's I, a fickle fan. I'll tell my buddy that. I don't Canada. understand. Yeah, I'll tell so him. I'm being such a fickle uh, super fan. When, when be a true super fan, not a fickle one. Like, like I am with, with Tim Ferry. Like I was always there. You thick would thin. be there life or death. Yeah. You're yeah. in it. No, fantastic. Um, what do you, what do you think of when I, when you think of Chad Reed? Like what, what's going to be your, what are you taking away memory wise from Chad Reed over the years? I think like he likes to say to dude that's done it his way, the way he wants to the whole time while it's been up and down, it's been the absolute top tier. Some years it's been hard and others. The guy's done it how he wants to do. And you got to respect that. The dude has made a, a dream happen and carried it longer than he's made a very impossible dream happen and carried it longer than I'm sure anybody could ever expect it. Yeah. Huh. Well said. What about you, Hansel? What do you, what do you think of when you think of Chad Reed and his career legacy? I really think about how things may have been different if he didn't have to race against RC and Stu. <laughs> Wyndham says the same thing, by the way. <laughs> Wyndham's on line four. He wants to talk about that, too. <laughs> Wyndham, got second, my life. Wyndham got second in four or five titles. Yeah. 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 Um, the eternal bridesmaid. <laughs> yeah, you think about Chad. He is, uh, he is fourth all-time in Supercross wins. And that's with Ricky, the, the, you know, one of the greatest racers ever. And that's with Stu, who on his day couldn't be beat. 44, 44 wins. It's yeah. funny to think of like McGrath's 72 number that nobody was able to get it. But if you look at those three and combine their wins from that period, it's like, well, if one of the others didn't exist, yeah. one yeah. of those other two would have pulled it off. Yeah. And, no, and that's nothing. Right. Against, like, that's how good those three guys are. If one of the other didn't exist, they, the other yeah. left, two left over would be so much higher in the record. It, it's funny that... Um, you know, you look at that all-time list, and so Jeremy's obviously way above and everything else. But then, like, you know, you got Hannah and RJ that are a different era. They're 27, 28 wins and everything else. And just recently, we've had those group of five, Chad, James, Ricky, Villo, Dunge, and now Tomac, of course, so six maybe. Just, like, it, those, that record, that list stayed the same for a long, long time. And then just six dudes just come up, you know what I mean? Uh, pretty recently, let's say. I mean, Ricky came in 2001 or whatever, right? 2000. Yeah. But over the last 20 years, yeah. it's changed the landscape yeah. of the record books. And, and the previous, guys. it was the previous 20 years were, you know, not that way. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, you guys are younger than I am. So, you know, you were, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but like in there, 2003, four, five, you guys are fans, right? You're not in the industry. You're just, you're in the fan. You're a kid watching on right. TV and Ricky's uh, my hero. Ricky's your hero. So you're, you're anti-Chad? No, I, actually, no. I kind of was a little bit at first. Yeah. Um, by respect, while he's done, but I was a huge, huge Ricky fan because I, of course, as a kid, I would say like, I remember really getting into it in like 99, 2000, watching him go into the class and yeah yeah a big rookie fan for me as a mechanic on the team when he came in as a rookie like i'm like okay this this australian kid is won the 250 title pretty convincingly you know but then that the whole thing was like back then was uh 250 f's much better 
you know what I mean? Then 125, so he, he was on the 250F. So, I, you know, you're a little bit a little bit of me is like, wow, well, whatever, he's on the 250F, and he's a great rider, so that's going to give him this advantage where he won every race but one in 02. Yeah. Uh, comes in the rookie class, and, I mean, Villeman had, Villeman had led the series the year before until Daytona, right? And it was really good. And Red Dog was a, close to a podium guy. And uh, this kid comes in, and, like, he's beating them in, in before the season starts. Like, he's yeah. got better lap times at the Yamaha track. And he's revving the shit out of a YZ250 in the air. You know what I mean? He's aggressive all the time. But I'm still like, I'm still like, I don't think this guy's got Villeman and like Ricky covered. Like he's probably better than Timmy. Timmy's not a great supercross guy. But Villeman gave Ricky a hell of a run the year before. And I'm just like, I don't think he's that good. I don't mean that, like literally, I mean that as Ricky Carmichael level. And then he just comes out, he wins first round, you know what I mean? The, the last six he won came up short in the title, got a couple sixth in there, and that's what, that was the difference. But I was just like, I don't, I remember sitting there going, like halfway through the Supercross season going, this guy's unbelievable. I, I, nobody does this, you know what I mean? Ricky's first year, ate shit, 99. He just kept crashing all the time, you know what I mean? Jeremy did it, but he was one of a kind. RJ, Wardy, none of these guys had the rookie year that Chad did. And I was just like, this guy is so special. I didn't really like him. If you think about back to that's why he had so much McGrath comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dunge had a good rookie year. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. You're right. But this was before Dunge, right? So this was, I was looking at it from, you know, from history point of view. Um, I do, I... That was before I was in the industry. I was working in a motorcycle store at the time, and I remember being at the counter, and it was very polarizing after that year. Uh, uh, coming into the next year, was the next year, 03? 04. 04, okay. Uh, there was a lot of arguments about <laughs> who was going to be the better rider, and uh, yeah. it was like people were getting in arguments at the parts counter over it. Yeah, yeah, really, <laughs> right? Uh, and you got and you got, can't forget, like, Chad was a foreigner, right? So Ricky was the guy for, for many people, and... Uh, then Ricky blows his knee out, and you know that, that was kind of it. Chad won the title pretty easily, I think, right over Wyndham that year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's remarkable. What a career! What, what and then you know starts his own team. Like you know, forget people forget he washed out at Cowie. He quit Cowie halfway yeah. through the nationals. You know, had another year, rode off the track, had to start two two. Nobody wanted him. He was toxic, right? Yeah. And started two two, and just got reborn again. I think it's so crazy when you look at, like, all those relationships change. He'd been long time, uh, you know, Scott, long time Thor, long time Yamaha, like, well, yeah. but just the way that. Well, even Yamaha changed. Brooks then, too, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, he kept, kept carrying on. Yeah. No, it was uh, quite the quite a phase. And looking back on it, I keep, it was like, oh, he did 2-2. Two, two. And then you look back and look at the circumstances, and you really start to appreciate yeah. it for what it was a lot couldn't, more. Couldn't get a ride, dude. Yep. Couldn't get a ride. Uh, didn't hadn't done much. Remember, got hurt early in Supercross, and Villa was the guy. And yeah, and then he just re, he, he, and then don't forget too, he won the 08 t- title for Brooks on a Yamaha, and they hired James and clipped him because he wanted more money. So again, the Supercross champion out of a ride. Yeah. Then he goes to he goes to Suzuki, wins the outdoors. Yeah, which the outdoor he bet on himself because he was Supercross only. Yeah. He told us five million dollars yesterday. Yeah. What did he? What was that? He bought himself two $2.5 million dollar policies because yeah. he took whatever money, what, that Thor could scrape together, Rockstar and Suzuki, and he bought his policies on himself. He basically wrote if he didn't complete the needs for the policies, he was going to make nothing for outdoors, correct? I, I don't know if it was nothing, but yeah, yeah, basically nothing, right? So, um, yeah, what a career. And just ups and downs, like like we said, washed out, came back, down, up, just phenomenal. Um, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented yeah. by Athena and Pro Taper and, of course, the folks at Maxis. Well, 
think about how rough his his husky privateer year was yep. and then him coming back and poting at jgr yeah did you think the husky year was it the swan song when it yeah it, it, yeah absolutely it well he was rough. coming off the injury at red bull straight rhythm right his ankle or whatever and then dude he was overweight he was out of shape like yeah it was ugly yeah. And I kept saying, like, Dan, why doesn't Dan Truman, our buddy, Dan, why doesn't he just wait till out, halfway through outdoors or in, indoors? I mean, halfway, through, get healthy, yeah. come back. And he's like, he's got commitments. He's got commitments. So he's got to be here. I'm like, well, this, this ain't good. <laughs> so um, before we wrap this show up, we got a little bit of time. But, uh, let's talk about your team. Oh, go ahead. Let me real quick. I don't want to, when you ask me how I remember Reed, I don't want to say how well he would have done with this Stu and RC weren't down. It's lame. Let me uh, very quickly. Lame answer. Yeah, that's stupid. Uh, Fickle fan. What? Just kind of like how he's always had kind of like that penchant for mischief. Mm-hmm. That's kind of one thing I've always liked about him. Like, I don't know him like you know him or really at all. But, okay, th- that one story about how him and Hanny turned the sprinklers on uh, TV. No, that was just him. It wasn't Hanny. It, just oh, it him. wasn't yeah, Hanny. Just him, though, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. Stuff like that. That's Dude, awesome. He was, back in the day, like, him and I didn't get along. Right? And he was cocky. <laughs> but, like, he was 22 years old and a multimillionaire. And I, you know, looking back, you're like, well, maybe some of us would, would be like that. But he got pretty cocky at times. And I was like, fuck this guy. Like, he, you know, he just the way he would talk about people and things, you know. And, I mean, I tell the story before. He showed up for a test session at Glen Helen. He went home. Track was too rough. Just went home. I'm like, what? You know, that's the thing. point of testing. <laughs> that's the thing, man, with him. Like, so, yeah. And, and think about, too, and you were all in the industry now. How many stories about Chad Reed, like off the track stories, uh, do we all have? His legacy, as I've always said, will be the one, the, super, the Supercross champion that the most fans have drank with. Mm-hmm. That's, that's his legacy. Yeah. Everyone in every city has been like, dude, I saw Reed last night. Oh, I, forgot, I ran into Play Ramp Pugo. Oh, you. You know, I hung out with Reed one night, all night, like Indy or something Who? like that. Just people oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. KK yeah, yeah. races. Completely nobody's going to be talking about races. Yeah, I've just been kind of shit. But hung out with Reed at Indy one night, all night. It was great. Uh, Toronto, <laughs> one year, he's there, and uh, he, he's people are taking photos of him, and he's just like, hey, Mathis, do you know those guys? Like the Canadian guy? I'm like, yeah, I, can't, I know who they are. They're Canadians, right? So Canadian moto guys. I'm like, I don't know them personally, but I know who they are. He's like, Tell him to delete those photos, man. So I'm like, hey, dudes, guys, like, can you delete? <laughs> he had the whole pro- he had the whole program down, like deleting photos, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. So uh, that's his legacy and a, a hell of a rider. Uh, all right, uh, let's talk about your team real real quick. Your blows came in the other day, to d- did a little show for us too. That was awesome. Was this show, this show he did? I didn't even know which one he did. I think it was this one. It was yeah. the Fly Six. Yeah, okay, I think it was Fly Sixty. Uh, blows came in and did it. Um, Cody Shock. Q, you, you supported him uh, before the year. He broke his wrist, came in. Dude, he's fast. He's got skills. As I said in the f- before, he can't keep it on two wheels. If the kid can figure out the whoops and maybe move endurance, like, yeah. I would rather have a kid like that that you got to kind of back it down than try to yeah. make fast. But, dude, he's legit. Yeah, like his the big thing is looking at his supercross background. So the kids raced outdoors the last couple of years. Well, okay, let me give you a little different background. He's from Delaware. Yeah, fast kid out of Delaware. Yeah, no fastest ever out of Delaware. Right? But, <laughs> out of his we uh, state, no, it's like forty five minutes. No wait, I said that on the blow show, and someone sent me a faster guy from Delaware. I forget who it was now. Damn it, uh, there's been a guy from Delaware who was faster. Old, uh, old guy, old guy, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, okay. Cody. Cody never really had support. He turns pro right at 16, probably early in the shift, because he was like Justin Cooper, Hartframp Group, where those two turned pro late, he turned pro early. Uh, a lot of people don't realize this, but his first pro national was Unadilla 
Um, I'm trying to think of the year. It was the year that Nelson got paralyzed. Cody is the other rider that crashed, broke his back, and was paralyzed momentarily. Because if you remember, there was two other than Jesse. There yes, was someone else yes, that Yes, I day. do remember that. Yeah, Cody was the other one. And come and find out, I've seen his scar on his back. I knew he broke his back. And he finally, just randomly, we're talking about the other day, he goes, oh, you know that's that was me, like, Unadilla, that was me, right? I was like, oh, oh. So. I had no idea. Blew out, like, pretty much his second year pro. And then he's done year 250 national year 450 nationals last year he was 12 13 i think he got 212 some 450 outdoors but his supercross experience yeah. is limited to last year he did two rounds for traders and he rode a supercross track like three times at because his parents he went to college he's got a degree in uh cad design okay um didn't ride supercross for the first time till he was like 20 or 21 rode two three times tried two rounds last year and then started riding supercross earlier this year so his experience he never stayed at a facility anything like yeah. that so he has literally no supercross experience yeah it's extremely limited so yeah with him the whole time one of the first things ran into him with is it, it, watching him outdoors when something happens that kid is willing to hang it out to a very extreme level <laughs> it scares me yeah but on an outdoor track he will send a 450 and just go harder and harder and harder to make up a lap time if he makes a mistake supercross he kept trying to do that and we kept trying to come down like dude you can't pull I'm like, unless your name's like Villa or Stewart, you can't pull a second out of your ass mid supercross lap if you make a mistake. Yeah. You need to like calm down, take a second, breathe. Cause I'm like, if you keep trying to rush the lap to make up for your first mistake, you're just gonna keep blowing lap after lap after yeah. lap. Cause we kept running into a sprints with him. He would start good and then like lap three or four, make a mistake, he'd blow his next three or four laps. Like, gotta take a second, breathe, reset, hit your marks, cause you're not gonna find the yeah. time. Yeah. And Good advice, for a yeah. little bit that confused him because he was like, but, but I've always been able to, and even blows back me up on, he's like, no, you can't just make timing <laughs> like appear. Aren't you already on the edge running super cross? Like when you hit your marks, yeah. you're going as good as you can. Yeah. Well, yeah. He goes, how are you going to find another half? <laughs> what are you going to push? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where is it going right, to come from? Right. So kind of that thing of just trying to get him to mellow down, have more of a race brain at times, which Chris is super awesome for. Chris really is a veteran in the aspect of the stuff that comes out of Chris's mouth before a race that he tells Cody is awesome. Yeah, is it really? Yeah. 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 He'll be like, you need to like when you're on the track at these sections, you need to be thinking about this. You need to examine this. You need to be looking over and going on what's here. When you're in a mud race, he goes, I don't care how crappy the line is, you need to be on a different rhythm than somebody for when they make a mistake. You need to think about this like Chris is yeah, always yeah. Yeah always a thinker where Cody's the shut the brain off and the risk goes yeah. harder. Yeah. So <laughs> it was awesome when he made the main and he, he was so happy at the finish. Yeah. He was so ecstatic. That's really cool to see. Yeah. yeah and, he, and he backed it up again. He made the last main. Yeah. Team. Cause he is bummed. Cause we came into this, you know, he got a lot more supercross prepping than he's ever had. And then the first each round he blew it. He was in qualifying, threw it away. And actually at the moment, cause he doesn't think a lot, like he hadn't seen on the board, he was in qualifying and that was, oh, so that was the thing. The first round we weren't supposed to have pit boards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then also and a bunch of mechanics pit boards, right. the main with pit boards. I'm trying to signal to the <laughs> fingers that you're in qualifying position. Well, he didn't realize somebody crashed. He thought, cause he came, you can't do nine he fingers. He crashed the first lap or so. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. he was coming from back in qualifying. So yeah. he thought he was one spot out. So he was sending this triple in the middle of the track that other than factory bikes like him and Chris were the only two doing and he cased in wad his stuff and he was bummed after he's like I was just trying to get that spot and I told him you did have it <laughs> uh, the kid broke down because yeah. he was like I uh, you know yeah. he was like, I, threw, yeah. I threw it away yeah I can't yeah. believe it yeah so uh he, no he's he's got speed and you got to work on that and everything else yeah. but um 
And Zombie Blows is just solid, just coming up. Just I saw him pass a few guys the last race that he just scared them. I think he came in and they just like ah to the heat race. You know, so he fell down. The heat was stuck under yep. his bike. He was over half a lap. Oh, down he was on so last. far down. I, I even tweeted he's going to the LCQ. Yeah, he uh, he set like, the second fastest lap of the heat race. Dude, the last lap, he the last three laps, he hit the whoops so goddamn yeah. fast, so yeah. scared. Yeah. Um, but him, you know, I call him when we get the call that we're coming here to Salt Lake. He's coming off all those injuries, and a lot of people don't realize like how bad his wrist is. Yeah. Like, every yeah, he showed us. Is yeah. Junk. He's yeah. a couple degrees of motion, chicken wing. Um, I call him like, hey, we're going racing, and he's he was always, and I understand he wanted the gap, so he's like, we're not going racing. Like, yeah, I just heard we're going to Salt Lake, and then I get a call a couple hours later from from uh pelletier i'm calling yeah. back i'm like no we're going racing yeah okay i'm like are you racing i don't know i gotta ride in the morning and tell you because they hadn't <laughs> ridden yet <laughs> rides right, okay it's rough but i'll do yeah that. yeah and rode just a handful of times right came up yeah here. five times he said or something four times before he came up here yeah, yeah. and those were very limited four yeah. times because his wrist yeah. does not uh much. any questions for michael Lindsay? hansel from you no other than uh yeah i can what you're saying with i mean i interviewed him before they announced that we were going back to Salt Lake. And I was asking, I was like, would you be ready? Cause it, we, we were thinking it was going to be Glendale. And he's like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and it's just really cool to see him come out and do as well as he's done. I, um, I like watching veterans like that ride, you know, like if it, like in the LCQ, we saw him coming. I forget who he was passing for the final spot and you just knew he was going to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, can he get you? Like, oh, yeah, he's he's there. He's going to do it. He's going to make it happen. He knows what he has to do. Yeah, he's just a just solid. Um, you coming back next year? Yep. For sure? Yep. <laughs> oh, misery likes company. <laughs> I look, hey, the downside, the upside is it can't get any worse. As I said, if I survive this, there is no way yeah. a race season can be any worse yeah. than what I've experienced. Uh, and you want to get blows back and Cody, if you can? Like, that's, that's the idea. Cody, your main plan. Um, yeah. West Coast, not hundred percent sure if i'll run another bike or not it depends got to wait out to see what everybody's budgets are after coronavirus yeah. and this and that um gonna help some amateur kids because we'll yeah see you wanted you wanted to, you told me that before yeah you wanted to vote a little bit more to amateur stuff so i know i'll help at least one kid on that next year so yeah kind of way to see but the plan is to retain chris and uh cody for next year yeah. they worked great chris is mechanic uh from az matt is really awesome to deal with the whole group plugs along great we've yeah. all been stuck in a house together now for three weeks and yeah we, nobody wants to kill each other no it'd be yeah. along great so heck yeah no it's a lot it's nice beginning of the season of course was a lot rougher um it's just nice to get to the point where the work starts to pay off i think i may i know i told anton this i don't know if i told you this but i thought the hardest transition from doing the media stuff only the last like six years to this is the harder you work on the media side the more you publish the more yeah. podcast you up the more the more it shows that you've been doing your job yeah on this end i can work myself to the bone all week doing motors and all this stuff and if the guys just don't perform on the weekend it's like we didn't exist and that's <laughs> was really hard for me to accept yeah, the first yeah. couple rounds like i've never worked so many hours in my life and gone so little out of so it. little payback yeah yeah that was really hard to stomach for a while and then the other side of it is the personality management side yeah I'm pretty good at staying calm. It's and not because everybody's having, but just something happens. Like a mechanic has a bad morning because of something. And then you've got an issue with the trailer. This, it's just like everybody can get a little riled up and trying to be the, the guy that mellows the group out or keeps everybody on, yeah. on track is something I've never had to do before. Yeah. That's a nice part with having Chris back. Cause at the beginning of the season, we had a much younger group only. 
and that was a lot harder to deal with. Chris is definitely very mature, and he helps me a lot more in that aspect. I don't ever have to reel him. Yeah, yeah. He, he or you could even lean on him and be like, what do yeah. you think? Well, he's yeah. good about the cut. Like I said, he's really – you know, it's funny. Cody starts calling this. We've all been doing. Cody calls him dad, and we tease him all the time in the house because yeah, he yeah. wants to always take a nap. And B, he actually is, he's like a really good mentor. To yeah, most of the guys, he always has something really good to say, really well thought out. That's good. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Hey, whatever. Uh, maybe I should know is whatever happened to Chris's brother? Didn't he? He used to race. He was pretty good too, right? Yeah, Michael was uh, had some solid results. Um, that's a, a long story. I won't quite go into. There's uh, okay. some family, not a family and personal issues from uh, for Michael. So yeah, yeah. He uh, he was on the reality speed show with the. Oh God, was he? Yeah, he was, he was, was on that team. Yeah. Chris was on there for an episode, even. Oh, really? No, but Michael was a team rider. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, no, right, right, right. One right. episode, they yeah. Like, Chris yeah. was off Him, in the distance doing stars or something. Keeney, uh, yeah, Keeney. Justin Keeney. Forgot about Justin Keeney. He's a California kid. Keeney was right, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah, and DV. And DV. It's great. It's fantastic. Hey, can we can we get replays of that? Please? I know. Was it always? Were you always going to do one rider at the nationals? Was that always the plan for your team? Yeah, because okay. it was never going to be full board. It's just we had the equipment. I wanted to help somebody out. So, and then that of course is the other weighing factor of next year is. We do Supercross. How much do we devote to Nationals? Because it's hard. Like, as much as coming from the core fan side of it and, and being truly devoted to the industry and the sport, I love Nationals. But from this end, like, perspective, it is really hard to stomach the price it takes to run a National yeah. Series compared yeah. to a Regional Series. It costs so much more money, it's not even funny. Yeah, yeah, it's not even comparable, is it? Yeah. No. Uh, the, the money I spend, if I were to do outdoors – to the level of people and the truck and everything like you do indoors, it would cost me twice as much money to do outdoors yeah. than what I spent on. Spurs. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it it's for sure. Rough. Uh, fly racing moto 60 show presented by Athena pro taper and the folks at Maxis, Michael Lindsay. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, man. Cut it close, but you made it. Uh, I appreciate it. Good luck in, 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 in the race tomorrow and, uh, and, and enjoy some downtime, please. Speaking of, uh, enjoying yeah. the downtime, how much are you going to miss the mountain biking? Yeah, I'm destroyed forever when I go back to my rocky, sandy, silty rides. Yes. It's literally one end of the spectrum from there. You've yeah. gone from hell on yeah. earth to pure beauty. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to be really rough. It, it really is. I wonder if I, f if I feel really better after three weeks in the altitude, you know what I mean? Like going back, I wonder if I feel stronger in Vegas so on my do, normal trails. Do we somehow manufacture a virus so we get stuck here again next year for three weeks? No, let's no. not do that. No, my pocketbook would rather not say. <laughs> not do that. Uh, but thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Uh, and everything else. Good luck tomorrow. Uh, Aaron Hansel, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Fun mountain bike ride. You still owe me for that those pedals you broke? Sorry about your pedal, bro. How's your foot? Are you going to make it though it hurts a lot more than it looks oh yeah. i don't even want to talk about it because it doesn't okay he he was he's on flats and he just he went wide in a turn and he clipped something and blew the pedal apart and blew his foot up too so ow yeah i've been looking at it you can't even tell so all right well uh, thanks everybody for listening again uh we're giving away a pro taper set of bars and grips uh contest at pulpamexshow.com uh and we're going to pick people in the next that came in, in the last hour for the uh, fly racing kinetic mesh gear so for michael Lindsay, for aaron hansel i'm steve mathis thanks for listening everybody